Welcome to another podcast episode of For Moms Like Me. I am your host, Shade Fonseca, certified health coach, mom of one, woman of God, wellness enthusiast, and breastfeeding advocate. Every week, I'll be sharing my journey as a mother, my postpartum experience, faith in God, and wellness tips for moms like me. My hope is to help mothers like me by sharing my stories, helping them believe that they too can thrive in motherhood despite all of the challenges. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of For Moms Like Me. And today I'm going to be coming to you with seven facts every mom-to-be should know about the postpartum period. So I'm just going to dive right into it um, because I really think that these are some things that, you know, um, moms should be aware of um, before they actually give birth. And if they don't, you know, get across this information before giving birth, that's fine. But as long as they're in their postpartum period and they have somewhere to find this information um, and know these things that would still be so helpful to them because, you know, um, it's it's sad hearing a lot of moms saying like, I wish I knew this and I wish I was told that and um, that needs to change. I mean, of course, um, even if they were to read a parenting book or a book about something like it's not every single thing that you're going to grasp or every information you're going to come across. But at the end of the day, the goal is to ensure that more moms know what to expect um, specifically in their postpartum period, because they may know some some stuff about what to expect with the baby and what the baby's going to do. And, you know, they've probably heard all this unsolicited advice from people about, oh, you know, babies do this and they do that, but they never hear the right things that they need to hear about um, what they themselves will have to go through or what they will experience. Um, so yeah. So number one is if you're breastfeeding, that does not guarantee weight loss or reduction of your postpartum belly. And I'm saying this to say because there's a lot of people that I notice when they're breastfeeding, they think, okay, well, you know, um, my my belly or my weight is going to just drop off because um, I know that for me, I was told in the hospital that, you know, that would help me to lose weight. But they didn't say that if you didn't, that's okay too, you know, because everybody is different. Everybody's body is different. So, um, you know, saying something like that, that kind of gets some up a mom's hopes up like, okay, if I breastfeed and not saying she's breastfeeding for that purpose, but saying that if she breastfeeds, she expects to see some weight loss and her belly going down and things like that. And if it doesn't happen, then something must be wrong, you know? Um, So we're trying to let go firstly of that snapback culture because I know like 
I had an experience with that where I was breastfeeding and I was, you know, losing weight and my belly was going down and all of that. So that happened for me, but not every person is that's going to happen for. And then when someone saw me, they made a comment like, wow, you snap back quick, you know, and um, that just needs to stop because that's not what's important. What's important is how am I healing? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing emotionally? You know, that's what's important. So I don't want to go off on a tangent, but also... Um, you know, love your postpartum body, love your body for what it is now and also for what you know that it can be and what it can look like. But just be in that moment and love your body for what it is now and know that you created life. So you're such an amazing woman, strong woman, and you have a reason for having this extra weight or, um, you know, this this belly that you want to go down and you're expecting it to go down because you're breastfeeding, like, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't equal that. So just wanted to point that out. And number two would be that every mother recovers at a different pace. And that could go even deeper to you know, if you had a vaginal birth and if that other mom had a C-section and if, if that other mom had a V-back and, you know, if that other mom had a traumatic birth, like it will change from situation to situation and person to person and body type or genetics or whatever, you know, all of that, that stuff will play a role in the mother's recovery. So, my first advice about this is to not compare your recovery to another mom's. Like if you're at two months and then you're talking to another mom and she's like, well, how come, you know, at two months you haven't X, Y, Z already. And when I was two months postpartum, I already had this happen and that happen. Like, you know, don't, don't get into a comparison with anyone about your recovery you are different. Your body is different. If you have any concerns, speak with your physician and go from there. Um, also, listen to your body. You know, listen to your body. Go with how you are feeling. Don't try to do and be what anyone is saying to fit into their category of how quick your recovery is supposed to go. Um, and... Another part of that is to not compare your experience. So kind of similar, um, but not ex um, comparing your experience in regards to like, you know, if you are having a harder time with something and someone had an easier time um, on their recovery process, don't compare your situation to that because that's not realistic. That's not you. You're not them. And... um. You know, I would say that it is good to share your birthing and postpartum stories, but use it as support for one another. So you're sharing your stories to support the other or to just hold that space for that person or to listen or to be a shoulder, but not to sit and compare, you know, you kind of say, well, hey, you know, this is what I went through. And the other person says, this is what I went through. You hold that space for them. 
you don't try to compare and um, look at, oh, well, how come you're not this and how come you're not that? Like, you know, that doesn't matter. So, yeah. And number three. Um, so number three is after giving birth, if you're breastfeeding, you may experience uterine contractions. So they feel like period pains or cramps. They can be even more severe than that. They they can be very painful um, and they may feel unsettling. Um, I know for me, I had that really bad. Um, you know, the first couple of days in the hospital and even when I went home, um, because I was breastfeeding right from the start and I had, so I had two pains. I had the pain, well, I had three pains. <laughs> I had the pain of my stitches. Um, and I also had my perennial, perennial, <laughs> how do you say it? Perennial stitches. Yeah. I had that pain and then I had the pain of, um, breastfeeding, like my nipples being cracked and, you know, um, the harsh latching and stuff like that. And then I had the pain of the cramps. So it was very unsettling when those cramps kind of kicked in, those contractions uh, more so. And the good thing is, though, that they don't last the entire time. So I think for me, they lasted about maybe like a week to two weeks the most. Um, and it got easier and easier, you know, as it went by, but it was just like this reaction. Like as soon as I breastfed, like my body just started cramping up. Well, my uterus, you know, specifically, um, around the womb, it's like the uterus is retracting and it's trying to heal itself and close back and go back to how it was. I mean, it might not be exactly how it was, but you know, it's trying to heal. So that's where the contractions are coming from. So that's just something to note. Um, I know I was told that in the hospital, fortunately, but I know that the reason I'm saying these tips or these facts are because not everyone gets this information um, you know, not everyone is talking about this stuff. They're only telling you a lot about the baby and the baby, you know, they're not telling you a lot about yourself, about the mom, about what do you have to do for you or what to expect, you know? And number four is that baby blues are normal shortly after childbirth. Um, they usually start like two to three days after delivery and it's not for everyone. It doesn't happen to everyone uh, and they can last up to two weeks, but this goes away by itself. It doesn't need treatment. It doesn't last long um, and it's related to hormonal fluctuations. So all the hormones that are being released and retracted from labor, birth, um, you know, that whole process, there's a lot of up and down of hormones. So um, that can cause um, instability or imbalance in your body. And, and, you know, eventually, since hormones are being mostly released out of the brain, like, um, you know, that's just affecting the brain altogether. Um, and our brain is changing as well, you know, with the whole process of becoming a mother and everything. So 
it can definitely happen. It's possible. Um, but if it lasts longer than two to three weeks max and it progressively gets worse, then it may be postpartum depression or some other form of PMAD or PMDD, um, any type of like maternal mental health issue, it could be one of those that's um, showing up. And number five kind of plays off of the first one to let you know that postpartum depression is real and it can affect any woman. Um, yes, some women are at higher risk than others. However, even a person with no history of anything regarding mental health or any trauma or anything like that could still be affected by this. One in eight women in the U.S. experience postpartum depression symptoms, according to the CDC. And I'm sure that's just what they've recorded However, those numbers can be even higher in terms of the women that don't speak up. So there's probably still a lot more people suffering that's not on record um, because they're not speaking up. So just know that it can happen to anyone and it is real. It is not a made up thing. Um, and it begins usually within four weeks after childbirth. But it can also start showing up up to like even up to a year later, you know, um, and sometimes it's kind of there and it just builds and builds. And it, like I said, progressively gets worse, especially if left untreated. Um, so my kind of takeaway with this fact is to not judge a book by its cover. Don't look at someone else. Don't look at another mom or don't even look at yourself in the mirror and assume that everything is perfect or everything is okay, you know, especially with social media and all the beautiful pictures of moms and kids and families and stuff. Do not judge a book by its cover and think that, oh, she looks fine. She looks like she has it altogether um she doesn't look like she had she's suffering from anything or I saw her yesterday and she was smiling you know like or I saw her go out somewhere and she was having a good time like that's just what you're seeing that's just what you're seeing you are not inside of that person's mind or in their body you don't be with them when they're at home when they're alone you don't know what that looks like. So do not judge a book by its cover because it can be anyone. And a lot of the time, this is how it usually looks. You never can really tell that a person is going through something um, because they cover it so well, especially a mom. Like a mom is trying to be strong. So, you know, we already automatically put on that suit and it's like we're trying to just you know, have that strong face all the time for the family, you know, so that no one sees us breaking down, etc. So yeah, and uh, let's move on to number six, which is really important um, to eat whole foods and warm foods specifically, because those are better for your digestive system and your healing postpartum. 
And this is important to note because postpartum, after giving birth, um, it's easier for your body to break down warm, whole foods and it's easier for your body to absorb those nutrients because at the beginning of postpartum, we lack the ability to absorb many nutrients. We basically lack enzymes and all the processes necessary with these things in our bodies to do what they have to do so the nutrients can do what they have to do, go where they have to go. It's not functioning the same as before um, we had a child. Um, so looking at this too, it also helps to eat this way, um, because it will balance your hormones, um, you know, prove for better sleep and provide enough energy that you need throughout the day, you know, and to do the things and to, especially dealing with a newborn, you really need energy. Um, but the nutrient part, like the nourishing your body correctly and eating warm foods and things like that could definitely affect how you, um, you know, how your healing looks going forward. Because remember, your body is in a certain state right now and you want to heal and recover and you have to give it the things that will help to heal and recover, not to, you know, defeat the purpose or to make it harder or to make it take longer or to cause unwanted problem or to create inflammation or to create imbalances because your body is in such a vulnerable state after giving birth. It's so open. It's so, you know, it's just kind of like opened up it's it's just there and it's like you have to know what you're putting into it not just food even though food is very very important on this part of it especially if you're breastfeeding as well because you know you're losing even more nutrients that way but just consider even in birth itself you're losing all those nutrients too so um, you want to make sure you eat warm whole foods that has the best nutrients possible and can be digested easily for your postpartum body because it will be different to someone that's, you know, not in that postpartum period. So that's something to note as well. And last but not least, number seven, make sleep getting or sorry, make sleep or getting rest a number one priority. And I know this one is so hard. It was so hard for me. Um, I would always, you know, kind of like, even if my daughter was asleep as a baby, I would still kind of get up and try to do stuff or, you know, always looking to see what's going on with her, if she's breathing, like what's happening. That would always be me. So it was really hard for me to just get the proper rest and sleep. And then I would have those late night, early morning breastfeeding sessions and all of that. So it's it's like I was really depriving myself and it would show in the, you know, during the day and how I would feel and how I would function. 
it's not good. It's not healthy because sleep itself is essential for our wellness overall. Whether you're a postpartum mom, whether you're a mom, whether you're not a mom, it is essential. We are not robots. We are not computers. We need to rest. We need to allow our body to do its thing while we rest. Um, and it also helps the nervous system functioning. So obviously, kind of like with coffee jitters, even without the coffee, if you don't rest, you can still end up getting these kind of jitters or twitches or different things. That's your nervous system not functioning really well because you're not getting the rest that you need. And, um, you know, in a healing process, even for instance, if you've had a surgery and even if it was a C-section, you know, your doctor would automatically tell you, make sure that you rest. Well, it doesn't have to just be because you had a surgery, because you had C-section that you have to rest. You have to rest because you just depleted your body of nutrients and you're healing and you're recovering. You need to rest. It's important. Um, and it also affects your immune health. So those um, those things are really why, you know, you should focus on getting that sleep in there. Because like I said, I know with a baby, it's hard to get that proper sleep, but you have to make it a priority. So it has to have some point in your day where that's a non-negotiable and you take whatever time and you get that rest and you know you just block off that time for rest and and that's just you know what your body really needs um and also you know like i said it is essential to your healing and your health and your long term health as well not just now in your postpartum period and when you get over these things but even long term and at the end of the day you know Sleep helps you feel rejuvenated and it just helps you to function better. So even like as a mom of a newborn, imagine feeling more refreshed, more rejuvenated in the morning and you're ready and you're, you know, trying to get up and do all the things. And then you're, you know, you're just feeling a lot easier dealing with your uh, duties um, and, you know, taking care of the baby and stuff like that versus if you're so deprived and you're so exhausted and you're so, so burnt out, how can you imagine you would be functioning? How can you imagine your mood would be and how would your body feel and how would your mind feel, you know? So um, I just wanted to come on and really dive into those um, seven facts for um, a mom-to-be and, you know, it doesn't have to be limited to these, but these are the ones that I felt were, um, you know, very like relatable um, things that I wish I had known and things that I actually experienced and things that I just feel like every mom to be should know before getting into this, um, this whole new season, this whole new journey you know because it is a journey um so i hope you guys love this podcast i hope it was very insightful you can resonate you can take some notes um and just feel free to reach out to me on socials um you can join my postpartum support group on facebook um just don't hesitate 
I'm always there. I'm really willing and ready, able to support you mamas. And um, I hope you guys have a great day. Bye.